Nikita Brooks here. Welcome to the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes, we are going to chat it up, ladies. Yes, we are. Where we have conversations about mindsets, opportunities, money, and definitely success. Go grab your mimosa, your eggs benedict, or maybe even your egg or waffle and join the conversation. Hey there, moms and entrepreneurs, Lakita Brooks here. Welcome to another episode of the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. So today, we are talking about how to get consistent income with government grants. So I've had quite a few people Who've asked about this? Like, how in the world, Lakita, have you been able to travel the world, be a full-time business owner, have consistent income, buy your daughter a car, have the time freedom, have the flexibility for self-care, family, travel, make six figures, basically go from social assistance to building a six-figure business? This is how. These are the steps that I took in order to get a quarter of a million federal government contract with the Department of Veterans Affairs for two years. So this is the process that I use. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it, but I teach about what I know. And let me tell you this. I am not a grant writer. That's number one. I am not a grant writer. But what I do is I offer coaching to therapists, teachers, HR professionals, which is human resources, and just other professionals and entrepreneurs who are experts on how to make consistent income through coaching, government contracts, and consulting. And with this episode, we're focused on the government contracts. And if you know that that's you and you're ready to make consistent income in your business, make sure you go to getpaidforyourexpertise.com. Once again, go to getpaidforyourexpertise.com. If you know that you're that entrepreneur who's the expert who is ready to get consistent income, if you know that you're that therapist, who is tired of doing therapy, or maybe you're not tired of doing therapy. Maybe you just want to have multiple streams of income and you want to make money in other ways. Make sure you go to that link. If you know you're that teacher that might be ready to leave the classroom, or I'm even working with someone who's going to retire in a few years and they want to set things up now so that in two years they can definitely retire and have time for their child, make sure you go to getpaidforexpertise.com. And if you're that HR professional who's just tired of all of the politics of working in different systems, that's not always in alignment with who you are and your values. Make sure you go to getpaidforexpertise.com. So the first thing when it comes to government contracting, this is not something you can wing. Like, you know, on Facebook and social media, you have all these different people saying, oh my goodness, I'm a billionaire. Oh my goodness, I've done this. I've done that. Some of it is true. Some of it, some of it is fake. But when it comes to government contracting, it would be pretty difficult to fake the funk. Like you got to know that you got to know that you got to know. So this is not something where you're like, oh, Lakita, I want to try this. Like, as you, you all know, I'm a therapist that does not offer therapy. Yeah. 
So I'm probably one of the only therapists, you know, that doesn't offer therapy. And I offer coaching, but I can't teach you how to do engineering. I can't teach you how to do some kind of developmental mapping. I can't, you know, show you how to do some type of medical model as a doctor. Those aren't things and those aren't grants that I can apply for. What I can apply for when it comes to my own area of expertise is things related to social works, things that, um, that deals with like case management, social services, therapy, wellness, training and related to wellness. So those are some areas that I can intelligently talk about because when it comes to applying for a grant, they want to know that they're getting the best of the best of the best of the best to do this particular job. So number one is know your expertise. So know what you're extremely good at. So then when it's time for the grant writing process, and I'm not saying you're going to do it all by yourself. So we'll talk about that later. But when it comes to the grant writing process, you can do like I did and write the operational piece. Basically how you're going to implement this particular service that you're saying that you want to get paid top dollar for, right? So that's number one. Number two is you can identify grants on grants.gov. Once again, you can identify grants on grants.gov. Now these are federal grants and this is where my Department of Veterans Affairs grant was located. Now you can also get grants from the state, from the city and federal government. So there are multiple ways to get grant funding. I went through federal, but it doesn't mean one way is better than the other. And with the program that I offer, the Making Money Menu, that particular six-month program will take you through the process of identifying the different um, ways to make money far as with the state, the city, federal, those different websites, all the different certifications you probably want to get. So taking you from never doing government contracting all the way to being registered and being able to apply. And I even work with someone on the grant writing process. So we might even be able to help you apply for a grant while you're in the program. And that's a six month program. So just want to put that out there. So, but you can go by yourself directly to grants.gov is one of those websites you can go to and apply. Well, I wouldn't, we're not even at the point of applying, but at least identifying the grants, what it looks like, what some of the requirements that they ask for. So, and it can be overwhelming. Um, so I'm just kind of letting you know that, but say for example, like in my situation on grants.gov, I saw the particular grant. And then, so that was number two, identify grants on grants.gov. Number three is when you're looking at the particular grant that you might be interested in applying for, one of the big, the first things to look at is who can apply? Because not everybody can apply for every single grant. So like with my grant in particular, it required a nonprofit 
to apply. So my business, Therapytopia, is a LLC, which means that it's a limited liability company, aka a for-profit business. That's what I'm running, a for-profit, which meant that when it came to my grant, I didn't qualify myself to apply for that particular grant. So in your situation, when you're looking through grants that you want to apply for, one of the first things to do once again is to look and see who can apply. Sometimes it's limited to nonprofits. Sometimes it's limited to higher education, um, different schools. Sometimes it's for the for-profit. So, but basically, they'll tell you in the description who can actually apply for this grant. So make sure you meet that criteria. But guess what, y'all? Even if you don't meet the criteria, it's okay. Like, I didn't meet the criteria far as being a for-profit. So what did I do? Step number four that I'm going to recommend is partner. You can partner with an organization that can either A, apply for the grant, which means that they can be the fiscal agent. So in my situation, only a nonprofit could apply for the Department of Veterans Affairs grant that I applied for. So the grant in itself is in my partner's name. <clears throat> Excuse me. The grant is in my partner's name because she has the nonprofit. So it's definitely something where you have to trust somebody and you have to know that you know that you know that they are a good human being and that you're going to definitely <clears throat> excuse me get paid for this particular grant. And I would say in our situation, I'm also written in the grant, so make sure you're also written in the grant. So I'm written in the grant as a sub grantee that actually renders the services. So I know that was kind of a lot that I said. So basically what I did was partner with the nonprofit because the nonprofit could actually apply for the grant. I'm written into. So basically in the, in the grant, it states Therapytopia is going to provide X, Y, and Z services. So that's one way that I have, I guess, protection per se, that I'll get paid for the services that I'm rendering because the grant technically is in the nonprofit's name and they're the fiscal agent. They're the ones who are, I guess, administering the grant. So they're held accountable to the Department of Veterans Affairs to make sure the work is done. And then Lakita Brooks with Therapytopia is responsible to the nonprofit to make sure I do the work. So everything is copacetic and that they're not in any trouble. So it's definitely a trusting relationship on both ends. Another reason some people partner with another organization is to make the grant stronger. What I mean by that is if it's a grant saying that they want someone to do wellness training for HR professionals at corporations. It's going to make my grant stronger if there's a therapist like me who's offering services, but then also if I'm partnering with someone who's an HR professional who knows the ins and out of HR, human resources, and they've worked in different corporations doing HR. So sometimes you might want to partner. So then 
everybody can get a piece of the pie so you can spread the wealth. Everybody can make some money from the grant, but then also you have a greater chance sometimes of winning the grant. If you know there are pieces that you might not be an expert at, but you can partner with someone else that's an expert. Because in the grant writing process, they're going to ask you, what is this? They, want, they might want to see their resume or they might want you to give a description of what's their experience, what's their background, how long they've been doing it. They might even ask for references. That's why I said at the very beginning, this is not a fake it till you make it type of situation. No, they want proof. Proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the work. Proof is in the production. Proof is in your progression. They want to know that they know that they know that you know how to do this. And that's why they ask you that in the grant. So step five, I would say number five is hire a grant writer. So yes, there are different types of grant writers. Okay. <clears throat> so let me be clear on this. It's different types of grant writers. Some grant writers want to get paid upfront. So like, for example, in my situation, Luckily, the same person I partnered with was also the grant writer, but still, I paid them. I paid $1,500 for them to write the grant, but it didn't mean, oh my goodness, here's the $1,500, you write the entire grant. No, they wrote all the technical pieces of the grant far as what's the needs, what's all the technical stuff, you know, the different things about the community, all that good stuff. So they were paid to write the grant, but they wrote that piece. I was responsible for writing the operational piece, which means the how-to piece. How would this be implemented? How are we going to serve our clients? What does that look like? Because guess what? That's my scope. That's my field of expertise. So I know how to actually run the program. I know how to do the work. I know how to provide the services. I know all of that stuff. So part of... With grant writing, sometimes it's not just the grant writer does everything themselves. So, yes, you're paying them a service. And, yes, I paid her up front not knowing whether or not I was going to get approved. So, that's another risk you have to take. And I was willing to risk $1,500 to turn around and make six figures for two years each year. So not just six figures over two years, no, six figures in, two, in 2020, six figures in 2021. I was willing to do that for paying $1,500 with the hope that it was going to work out, with the hope that we were going to be awarded a quarter of a million, grant, million dollar grant for two years through the VA. So you have to decide whether you're willing to invest in yourself or whether you just hold on to the money and just say you try to do it yourself. But remember, time is time. Like, I don't even know how to put it. Like, you can't get your time back. You can't. So if you want to spend 10 hours on trying to write a grant yourself, you, you go ahead and do that. You do that, but that's 10 hours away from your kids, 10 hours away from your family, 10 hours away from you Netflixing, 10 hours away from doing something that you would have preferred to do. So you have to decide what's more important to you. For me, I much rather spend the $1,500 with the hopes that I'm going to get the money and then the get win the grant. In the event I lose the $1,500, it is what it is. I charge it to the game. I write it off on my taxes. Because it's a tax write-off. It's an investment in the business. 
So you write off for your taxes like I would do. So it's still, in my opinion, a win win. So hire grant writing. Like I said, with our money making menu experience at six months, we do have someone that will write one grant for you on your behalf while you're enrolled in our program. So just letting you know that. And then the last thing is simply to apply. Apply, apply, apply. If you don't apply, (laughs) then you can't get it. So I would say I love government contracts. Now I'll say this, there are positives and negatives. The negatives is that you do have to answer to someone. You do have um, audits sometimes that they decide they want to audit you if they want to ask questions about how is the money being spent. And long as you're being legit, it's fine. Long as you're doing the work, you're fine. The issue comes in is if you're not doing the work and you're just taking the money. So make sure if you have a federal grant, or any type of grant, it's a strong chance they will ask you about it and they will, they might do an audit. Not saying they definitely will, but they might. So just keep that in mind. The good thing is that you can have consistent income because with a lot of business owners, one of the main reasons you have issues in business because you don't have consistent income. And let me tell you, I'm not just saying this to you to say it. That was me. Between... 2005 to 2008, I was that entrepreneur. I had like 10 side hustles doing a whole bunch of mess that was not related to me having a bachelor's degree in psychology at that time. No, I just wanted to make money. At that time, my daughter was born in 2005 and I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur because I wanted to be the homeroom mom, the dance mom, the car rider mom, and the field trip mom, and be able to make enough money to support the both of us. Hence why I had the 10 hustles, all legal now, don't get it twisted, (laughs) doing a whole bunch of legal entrepreneurial things to support me and my kid. But it's not a good feeling when you just have all these hustles and you're living invoice to invoice. You know, in the nine to five is paycheck to paycheck. But when it comes to business, it's living invoice to invoice or hustle to hustle. And I didn't like that feeling. I did it because I was trying to live the American dream with big a big mortgage, big cars, all kind of foolishness. But one good thing I can say, I had time for my kid. So that was number one priority. But also I had all of these bills I had to maintain because I thought that's what living the American dream went. So later on in life, you know, during that time at 2005 to 2008, I was uh, had the 10 hustles. And then I decided in 2008 to file bankruptcy, let my house go into foreclosure, let my cars go to repossession. So I could go back to school full time and be a social worker. And that's what I did. And I started graduate school in January of 2009 um, at Florida State University. So that's what I did because I was tired of the hustles. So I knew later on in life, let's fast forward now to 2019, February, dealing with life, co-parenting custody case. Teenager acting a fool in eighth grade. And let's not forget the politics of working for the government was stressful. I went ahead and quit my job. So I can, once again, give all my time to my daughter and give her the energy that she needed to support her to have a smooth transition into ninth grade. And I went ahead and went into business full time. But this time around, 
I knew what I wanted in business. I knew I was not. I did not want to be the side hustle entrepreneur. I did not want to be the 10 hustle entrepreneur. I knew that for a fact. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur who actually built a business doing what I'm great at doing. Not a whole bunch of mess to make money, but no, Everything I do in my business at this point is related to social work and my social work skills. Initially, I started doing therapy. I started doing EAP when I first left my nine to five in 2019. And then since getting the grant, I have not done any more therapy. I've pretty much done the federal grant and I've done some consulting work with mental health organizations did some work debrief things have done some trainings done some workshops done some speaking so those are the things that i've done since that point but the key was i knew what it was like to be the side hustle entrepreneur and i didn't want that ever again so i knew what i wanted and i knew through government contracts that would allow me to have consistent income. So literally on the 1st and the 15th of every month, we do billing to our grant provider to get paid. And it's a great feeling to be able to be in business and still get a consistent income like a nine to fiver, but not be a nine to fiver and actually be my own boss and be a full-time business owner. So I say to you, it is possible for you to have consistent income in your business through government contracts just like me. And if you know that you're that therapist that's ready, if you know that you're that teacher that's ready, if you know you're that HR professional that's ready, if you know you're that entrepreneur that's the expert in your field and you're ready, make sure you go to getpaidforyourexpertise.com. Once again, that is getpaidforyourexpertise.com. Watch the video and apply. So then we can work together and I can support you with being able to get the government contracts that you desire to have. So you can also have consistent income. You can have more impact, make more money and have more time for self-care, family and travel. I am Lakita Brooks. Until next Sunday at 11 a.m. Ciao! Thanks, Mom, for joining me today at the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and tell all the other moms that you know about it. And you know what, Mom? I can't let you go without giving you a free gift. So make sure you go to www.singlemomsbrunch.com. Once again, that is singlemomsbrunch.com to get your free gift. I am Lakita Brooks. And remember, you are not a single mom. You are a mom that is single.